A YouTube is great. Taking a crash fee, that's great. But to actually go to a class. So make an investment in your Making education. an investment in your, because t- you, you can't really, you really can't expand, but so far when you don't do any type of continuing education personally and physically get into it. Because even when you think about your corporate job, if you if there's a new software that has to be learned, they send, they send you to you, class. They, they send you to class. class. So yeah. why wouldn't you do that for yourself? Listening to the Wedding Safari Podcast with your host, Milton Lawrence Jr., and this is episode three. On this show, we help both aspiring and seasoned wedding professionals build the business of their dreams by leveraging relevant business tips, strategies, and interviews from some of the top wedding professionals from around the world. Full disclaimer, the Wedding Safari team fundamentally believes that there's enough wedding business out there for anyone who wants it. Furthermore, we all have to get started from somewhere. Having the proper map and compass to guide you through the wedding safari is what we're here to do. Let's get started. So, Miss Lamika, super excited to be here. Thank you. So, I am here in Atlanta, Georgia, with the one and only Miss Lamika, cake designer extraordinaire. Have you ever seen this on Instagram? She said yes to the cake, or we said yes to the cake. Well, if you have, then I'm sitting here with the owner and lead designer at Cakes by Lamika. I'm excited to be here to be able to interview you. Well, I'm excited you're here, Milton. Yeah. So, she's kind of being baptized by fire here. Yes. Sitting right here in her showroom here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm very excited to be to be interviewing her because if you've watched any of the work that she's been able to produce and put out there uh, for brides from around the country, I, I got to tell you, you guys are going to be blown away. And so, what I would love to start off by doing is saying, let me introduce yourself. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where you're originally from. How did you get into the cake business? Did you did you start off in, in the bridal cake business? Or were One you doing kind of time. everything? Two at a time. Two, Two questions at a time. Two questions at a time, yeah. <laughs> well, let's see about about me, I was actually born and raised here in Atlanta, okay. and uh, I started in the cake business working for the state of Georgia. It was a hobby job, pretty much. I had a co-worker to kind of encourage me to take a decorating class, and from the decorating class, I took another class, and another class, and another class, and another class, and then someone from my kingdom hall asked me what I do their wedding cake. I was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do your wedding cake. That's a lot of responsibility. But the guy was like, well, why do you take all those classes? And I said, you know what? You're right. I did take a class on how to do the wedding cake. So they brought in a photo of the cake they wanted. My husband and I went and negotiated the price with the with the young lady's mother. And I made my first wedding cake. And then my boss at the state, his sister was getting married. He said, I want you to make my sister's wedding cake. I said, okay. And I made her wedding cake. I was so nervous. I almost just threw up from <laughs> making both the cakes. But got through both of those and fell in love with the wedding cakes. I stopped doing party cakes, stopped doing home style cakes, and pretty much stuck with the wedding cakes because it, it was very different. Each cake could go totally different from, of course, just a basic pound cake or, or a simple red velvet cake. The design can be big, it can be tall, it can be short, it could be, you know, colors come into play. So every single time I met with a bride and we did something for their wedding, mm-hmm. it was like a new experience. So it was just an awakening that I was like, I love this, I love this. So as I stayed with the state of Georgia for about 10 years, 
years. Okay. But a couple of years before I left the state, the governor had said we're doing something great with telecommunications because I was in the telecommunications department. We're going to be doing great things for the state of Georgia taxpayers and being in state government. Anytime they say great for taxpayers that means, means badness for right for right, the employees. Employee, right. right. So our whole division was actually eliminated. Okay. But I was pretty much the only one there that was counting down on the chalkboard. Fifteen more days because you were excited. I was excited because when he first made the announcement that we're going to be doing these great things for taxpayers. I asked one of the HR guys that was sitting behind me doing a big meeting. And I said, does that mean I need to pay off all those, pay off all my bills and open up that little cake shop that I was thinking about doing? He said, yes. And I turned around and looked at him and laughed. He said, I'm serious. So from that point, I got a little storage unit, started buying equipment off Craigslist and offline and putting it in the storage unit. And um, a little bit, maybe like, like, yeah, about two years prior, we started building out like the first suite of the, of the cake shop, the kitchen. And put those things in, and then I, then when I was right before I was getting ready to leave, I opened up another part of, so I expanded okay. into a larger workshop to okay. get ready for the increase right. that I was hoping I was going to get. Okay. Me, but I was building up my reputation, building up my clientele. So when I got ready to go full time in the cake business, mm-hmm. I was already established versus stepping out there with nothing or trying to get clients. So you, you said something that was pretty interesting, mm-hmm. and that is building your reputation. You know the wedding. Safari podcast is designed for aspiring and people that are established, but maybe haven't really been able to establish themselves where they have a consistent flow of business to be mm-hmm. able to open up their own space or be able to maybe get a commercial kitchen or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. What were early on? Mm-hmm. Go back to when you were making the transition from Georgia government to over to having your own your own space. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you were doing to get your name out there? Partnerships? Was it networking? What were some of the things that you were doing uniquely to help you to differentiate yourself early mm-hmm. on? Um, not the, the little Mika as we know it today. Right. Well, of course, I started with my work groups. Okay. So my workmates actually were the taste testers. Okay. So I'll bring so in So this cake. is at D.C. government you're talking about. This is about. at, this is at um, the Atlanta State government. Okay. Yeah, the Georgia State government. I'm saying D.C. I apologize. That's okay. Atlanta. That's where you're from. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm from Baltimore. So from Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. Atlanta, so Atlanta government. from okay. the state government, I was, you know, I, I bring in, when I do a new recipe, I let them say if this is a keeper or what we need to change, I'll rent a, rent a um, like a little room, one of the banquet, not the banquet rooms, but you know, a conference room. Right. And we have a cake tasting. I bring in some ice cream. Right. So they're eating cake. So they'd be like, ooh, you know that cake that we tried the other day? I want that for Thanksgiving. Okay. Or, you know, my do- my grandbabies, she's having a birthday. Mm-hmm. Can you do her birthday cakes? You know, they would um, have the have the birthday cake or have the, the, the pound cake. Um, and then, of course, it grew into, oh, my boss, like I mentioned, the one that wanted me to do the wedding cake for his sister. He would, when I would bring a cake in to help me practice, he would say, okay, so every month, everybody that has birthdays, you do one cake right. for everybody's birthday, okay. and that'll be your practice, and right. I'll pay you. So, <laughs> so that's, that's just, that was your start. And, yeah, and yeah. Okay. I didn't do bridal shows or anything at that time okay. because I didn't have a space, and I felt if I tried to meet a client, if I if I did a bridal show and I get an influx of a lot of clients, then I, I don't want to run to Starbucks and go to here and go to there and all these different places trying to have cake consultations with them. So, of course, we were very small. So it was more word of mouth than anything else. I didn't do a lot of, yeah, word of mouth, definitely. And I have a thing with cake. I personally 
love cake. I love to eat it. Decorating was a bonus, but I love the taste of cake. It has to feel right in my mouth. It has to feel right on my tongue. It has to taste good. I don't like dry cake. I don't want to. I love cake and ice cream. I like cake and jello. I love cake. So when that experience with me with cake, I want everyone else to experience cake the same way I experience cake. So a couple things I've heard you say that as takeaway points, and if Uh you're listening to this, and if you're up and coming or you're experienced, um, no, 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 this is all good stuff. (laughs) It's all great. And so a couple things that I think are are great takeaways. Number one, I heard you say you tested your own product, and you before putting yourself out there, you made sure that the product was was a solid product. Yes. Right. And so before you, I guess you become celebrity this and celebrity that, or big name this and big name that. Do you have a viable product? that people absolutely love. And yes. you can't say And people, it people, say people it. had to say, say it. Not just me. Because I personally don't like red velvet cake. Okay. But... When you made it and they said but, it was phenomenal. Right. They had to say, this is it. This is it. This is the red velvet cake you need to stick with. Okay. And that's what I did. And I still, to this day, use the same recipes that I used back, back there then. from the state of Georgia. Wow. And people recognize that. I had a young lady this past weekend at my date with cake. She, um, she said, people are still talking about my daughter's cake that you made seven years ago. I've had someone come here. They was driving by and saw my name on the building, didn't know I had a, a studio, and I did their wedding cake nine years ago. She's like, people are still talking about that cake. Can you believe people are still talking about the cake? So, I, I, again, I, I want to reemphasize that I really feel like, you know, having a, a timeless product is what I took away from what you just said. Mm-hmm. You know, have you know, building it so when people are talking about your product five, six, seven, ten years, you know, after it's already after the event is over with, I think you have a timeless product. And I think that's the foundation for you to build on. You can mm-hmm. build on that. Mm-hmm. Um, versus, you know, not necessarily testing out your products or maybe only having your friends and family test it out and they tell you it's awesome, but you didn't test it out to the marketplace. Right. And getting that real Because my friends and family, I mean they're gonna they're gonna make sure you're you're they're gonna say, Oh, it was good. Right. And then they're gonna go home and tell their husband, credit. Oh, boy, that cake was nasty. Because, you know, they don't, they don't want to hurt your feelings. feelings. Right. Right. So other people, the people in my state, they, they ain't had no problems hurting my feelings because I ain't had no problem hurting theirs. Right. So they so, shot you straight. They shot me straight. Okay. Exactly. And then... With with that, with having a you know knowing that now I got a good product, mm-hmm. I wasn't cocky with it. wasn't going around like I got the best cake in the world. Right. But I also wanted to I wanted people I wanted to make sure I, I treat people the way I want to be treated. Okay. So in doing business, I'm not going to give them just anything. If something doesn't taste right or if it's off, then I know I need to throw it away and start over. Even with making sure their day is right, especially like with someone's wedding. It's not like a birthday. A birthday you celebrate every year, but a wedding you don't get that back. You only get one. Even if you marry somebody else another later on, it's still still that event. right. Right. So it had to be the best that I could give them. Mm-hmm. And when they don't just get that product, they get a piece of me. I, I'm not like the grocery store that does your wedding cake and you then you know they clock out at 5 o'clock when it's the end of the day. I can't clock out. I can't leave until your cake is done. Wow. I can't. I have to make sure you're, you're, when I deliver your cake that it's right. If it's not right, I'm going to stay and make it right. Make it right. Wow. That's amazing. So what would you say that your your greatest reward has been over the years from the time you started to now what, what would you say like your greatest reward has been um, in making cakes was it maybe somebody who came back and, and said had given you some type of testimony um, what would you say personally 
you that's know, it's it. Eternal. Actually, that's that more than anything. When a bride calls me from their honeymoon and say how wonderful the cake is, or Lamika, they they knocked on our door all night at, during our honeymoon, ask tell asking us, you got some more of that cake. <laughs> or you know just but that's that's more than anything because we only as good as our last cake that's a, that's yeah. another one of my mottos I'm only as good as my last cake because that last cake can make you or break you if I if it if it falls if it messes up if it's anything I'm not eating the next year right. that's the cake they're gonna remember really you know because people will say they're faster to say something bad right. about your stuff before they say something, something good right. they'll go out there and write a bad review before they write a good right. review right. so it's important that. That cake is right, so I try to. You know, I try. I do my best with customer service to make sure the clients are happy. Even with the state government, that's I came through state government um, with telecommunications through customer service. I started as a customer service rep and moved over into an, to an, a technician role. Even though I came out of school as a technician, okay. but I love customer service. I love customer service since I was at Burger King and they sent me to customer service school. Okay, <laughs> but customer service is my um, is everything. Is everything okay? Well, what would you say, speaking, you know, kind of piggybacking off of the, the customer service piece, mm-hmm. what percentage of your business is cake decorating versus the customer service side of things in the roles that they play? Can, can you be a, a kick behind or a kick ass cake designer, which cake tastes good and looks good and have bad customer service? No. And what have you seen? In the Not with right? weddings, because okay. with with your, with a wedding, it's an emotional experience. With, with someone's wedding, it's not just that product. They have to know that you're a part of that event. Okay. They have to feel you on that day. They have to they have to feel you when they walk into this shop. The room looks like this because to put them at ease, to let them know this is about your wedding. And that's why I'm here. To make your wedding better. And with a bride, she's already, you know, kind of frazzled. They're going, they're paying money that they never paid in their life. For cake. Uh, for cake, right. for a dress, for shoes, for hair, for makeup. So you have to, one, show your value okay. with this day. Because, I mean, they really can go to the grocery store. But they don't have a relationship with that grocery store clerk. Hmm. So that grocery store clerk that's there. And they said, so you, y'all going, okay, I got the contract. Y'all going to bring my cake at 3 o'clock. Well, they might, it might be that girl that you talked to that you place the order with it may not but if it's not you don't know who's going to be bringing your cake and you don't you don't know if they if they even care enough to make sure that the cake is put in a box i've seen <laughs> cakes delivered not even in a box and you know you're here in georgia before it was before it started raining today how much pollen was in the air and so the think, that obviously affects the cake right just think of all that yellow pollen falling who wants to eat that no what if what? someone has a severe allergy so i think you have to think about stuff like that and, and if you don't care you're not even going to be thinking and how difficult it is to put a freaking cake in a box or put a, something over it to keep it protected from the elements or the flies. George is known for the mosquitoes and bugs. So, <laughs> You said something about creating that emotional experience. Mm-hmm. When did you come into that? Was that something you kind of knew innately or was it something that, you know, as you started to build your business or start to build out some of these higher-end design cakes, when did you come into that that experience? For me, as, as a photographer, I knew if I wanted to charge that luxury price or that boutique slash price and mm-hmm. not the economy price, in to be in the realm with everybody else, I had to create that emotional experience where mm-hmm. it was it was really it was about the photography, but at the end of the day they were really buying this experience. How mm-hmm. do you create that experience? And if I'm a, if I'm a new person, if you're talking to a new person, I'm making cakes, I'm doing great, but I'm having troubles with going from that economy market, bridal mm-hmm. market, to the boutique slash luxury market. How do you create that experience? 
How do I create this experience? Or how, when did I discover that? Both. Well, okay. They're both. Mm, I don't know. Let's see. Well, I kind of, kind of really, I, you kind of know it, mm-hmm. but when you when you're the only one working your business, it's kind of hard to give them that full attention. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need reminders. I like to take classes, and I took a class from some young ladies down um, in Louisiana. Okay. And they let me stay on the phone with them while they while they were going through a consultation with wow. the bride. Okay. And really, that's when we we're listening to Martha do the consultation really showed me that it was more of an emotional experience, how she talked to the bride. And she's an older woman, so she would say, oh, baby. And she's, she's Cajun. So she said, let me, let me see your dress. Let me see your ring. Oh, I love that lace. Oh, what's the venue? Oh, that's a wonderful venue. You chose a great venue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just a little so that, that made the bride feel like, yes, I'm you doing the right thing. Me. Yes, wow. yes. So, you know, and then when it was time to win, and they, they, their cake's minimum starts about $2,000. Okay. They do nothing but platinum weddings. Okay. So when when they tell the bride's mom that this cake is going to be $5,000, now it's time to get mom on board. Mom's like, $5,000, $2,000. And she'll say, Mom, wasn't she a good girl? She finished college. Experience. She waited mm-hmm. to have, you know, to, to get married. No babies. Right, right, right. <laughs> so she, she reminds mom of why we're here, mm-hmm. why you're spending this money on that bride. And I'm like, huh, look at that. And so you incorporated that into what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the difference that you saw versus what, from a? I don't ask for the actual price, uh-huh. but what did you see? How did you see that the, the results change to the cakes that you were making from well, a price standpoint? Right. So let's say you went from a thousand to two thousand, or from five hundred to two thousand. Mm-hmm. What was that emotional response? Okay. With the emotional response, it was another thing, too. With them, they did cakes that nobody else were doing. Okay. And they, of course, taught us how to do those different styles. So, you know, like this cake that you see over here, that's a $5,000 cake. And the work on it is very 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 intricate, very detailed. And that's the type of work they, they did. So... No one else is doing what you're doing, number one. And number two, once you add that emotional element to it, then they're comfortable paying you that type of money. So I I would say taking some classes and not a YouTube. A YouTube is great. Taking a class feed, that's great. But to actually go to a class. So make an investment in your Making an investment in your, because you can't really, you really can't expand, but so far when you don't do any type of continuing education personally and physically get into it. Because even when you think about your corporate job, if you, if there's a new software that has to be learned, they send send you to class. They send you to class. So why wouldn't you do that for yourself? So you can learn from the best on how you can make yourself better. So when it was time for me to talk to a bride about a cake, I had one bride in here with those same ladies. They found a, the ladies' cakes online and they loved the ladies' cake. I was able to pick up the phone because I went to the class and I, and I, and I did a, I have a now I have a relationship with right. them and put her on speaker and she told them, oh baby, don't worry. You good. Lamika can do that. She could do that all day long. She could do that with her eyes closed. She said, well, we were worried about. She says nothing to worry about. Lamika couldn't do that. And she said, that cake is $4,000. Pay the lady and let's go. Let's, I can't wait to see the baby's cake. She wrote me a check. Wow. <laughs> we could stop the interview at this point, like right now. Like you're, the, She's dropping so many jewels at this point. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, honestly. And so I think one of the things as, as experienced wedding professionals, sometimes we forget what it's like when we first got started. And we just... 
we do continue education because we want to become better. Mm-hmm. But for the new people that are just getting started, they feel they can't afford it. That's the big. But they can't afford it. Talk to me. Talk to me. They can't afford it. The biggest thing that I tell when I talk to like a cake decorator, they'll come in and say, "Oh, well, I can't afford." We have a, a local. I guess I, I consider him a celebrity cake decorator, but he's not like a celebrity that's on TV. Okay. But this man can teach anyone. I've saw, I've watched him teach a child that was autistic how to decorate a cake. Really? He has taught all over the world. He teaches in, at a pastry school in Chicago. Okay. But he can teach anyone in anything. You just have to sit there and listen to him. Okay. And and and, and take, take his no, class and, and take the class. What's and his name, by the way? Can you? Oh, uh huh. Um, um, Nicholas Lodge. Nic- Nicholas Lodge. Nicholas Lodge, and he has an international sugar art school. Okay. And it's not like you know, court on blue or anything. Sure. But it's a, it's focused mainly on cake decorating. Is his ever website? We can mm-hmm. mention. Let me shout yep. him out. Uh, NicholasLodge.com is the website. NicholasLodge.com. So okay. his introduction to fondant class is probably about $500 by the time you get through. It's a three, four-day class, and okay. when you break it out, it's pretty cheap, really. He teaches you the basics on how to roll fondant out super thin because everyone hates it thick. It teaches you di- different decorating tips and points. And you can go to YouTube, and you can probably put in how to roll out fondant, mm-hmm. and someone will show That's you. Right. you they might be an expert. They may not no. be. But when you go and you take this class with Nicholas. Nicholas is right there hand on hand showing you. you Right. He takes payments. So that means when you take an order, if you decide you want to take some, you're just doing homestyle cakes. If you sell five homestyle cakes, five red velvet cakes, why not take two of those red velvet cake uh, money and put it up? For a class. Making that investment in yourself. Make that investment in yourself. Wow. Open up a little class account and just put $25, $30 a week in that little class until you build up enough mm-hmm. that you can put a down payment on that class. Well, guess what? Now you don't put to, you don't put a down payment on that class or a deposit on that class. You're going to hustle to get, get that rest, money get that so money. you can take that class because you don't want to lose that deposit. If I'm brand new, I'm going to ask from both perspectives. If mm-hmm. I'm brand new and... And, and you would let's say take Lamika when she first got started, and she, she could only take three classes between now in 2017. Mm-hmm. What would be the top three classes from a brand new person's perspective that that you would recommend for them to take? If they haven't taken anything brand spanking new, even if they just took a Wilton class at the at the Michael store, I would take a basic buttercream class from someone that they see in the wedding industry. Okay. That is excelling. Okay. Not just, you know, at the, at the little grocery store. store. Right. And I would take a introduction to fondant class Intr- because fondant. you cannot do the intricate work that a bride wants you to do without learning how to do fondant. Okay. You cannot do fondant well without knowing how to do buttercream well. Okay. Because if your buttercream is not smooth and it's not properly done up under that fondant, fondant will show every single flaw unless you make it thick and heavy the way people don't don't like it. it. Exactly. Now, Lamika, let me ask you this. Do Mm -hmm. you offer any classes at all? Do you have any upcoming classes? (laughs) At this time, no, because we're right into wedding season. We have been um, discussing about doing some maybe at the end of the year once everything slows down. Okay. It'll just depend on how how our end of year slows down. Whenever you decide to put the date on the calendar, mm-hmm. send us the flyer. I would love to put it out to oh, the, the awesome. wedding safari you know, family. Mm-hmm. Um, we call it safarians. So, and that type of thing. It's kind of, kind of quirky, but I, hey, I love it. It's you know cool. what I mean? I like it. That type of thing. And so, if I'm a seasoned professional and I've been doing cakes for years and I'm, I'm, I'm stuck, okay, what classes should I be taking or who should some of the people I should be seeking out if I'm a seasoned professional, mm-hmm. um, and from a business perspective, because I think that if you're stuck, you're stuck in probably a couple different places. Yeah, you're yeah. stuck, you know, creatively, and you may even be stuck from a 
in today's terms, what type of, how should I be positioning and packaging my, myself? Mm-hmm. You know, so from your perspective, what are, what are some of the classes they could potentially be taking there? And from a business side, who should people be subscribing to? Hmm. I would say uh, like Minette Rushing. Okay. Can you spell that person's name or Minette Rushing? Um, an M-I-N-E-T-T-E. Mm-hmm. And it's R-U-S-H-I-N-G. And okay. she's down in Savannah. Okay. And her website is MinetteRushing.com. Uh-huh. And you can okay. find it on Facebook and Facebook as well. Ron Ben Israel, who just about everybody knows, he's up in the New York area. Okay. He's now teaching floral classes and cake decorating classes as well. And they're both very successful cake people. Minette is partially retired but she's actually my mentor and she was one of the people that told me like everyone in in the city was charging let's say 450 for cakes Minette told me to go up to 550 and I'm like nobody is charging that she was like yeah and it's right exactly she said your cakes by Lamika there is no one like you and I was like but I don't know she, she pretty much cussed me out uh-huh. after I kept saying, no, no, I'm she not going to do it. Yeah, uh-huh. and she said, okay, how about this? Try it for three weeks. If it don't, and work, if, you if it don't work, you can go back. Okay, this what is happened? Your, I tried it for three weeks, and I was selling cakes for $8 a, $8 a serving versus okay. five fifty a serving. Okay. Oh, so, <laughs> so it went I, from four fifty a serving to five fifty a serving, and you took it up to $8 a serving. Everybody that walked in here was buying cakes for 8 850 a serving. So I didn't even have to worry about the 550. 550 right. wasn't nothing because now I'm selling 850 a serving right. from the different things that they were looking for. Wow. So when it was time to actually put the 550 on, I was like, we might well go up to six. Right. And keep it pushing. And keep it pushing. How important is mentorship? Mentorship is very important because you need somebody to be able to bounce your ideas on. When you get stuck, you need somebody to talk to to help you. And sometimes it's the simplest little things that you don't even think about that they could say. You'd be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? But you can't do it by yourself. You, you have to have someone that's in your industry to be able to, 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 to talk to. to you know. And that's, that's when another thing with classes comes into play. Like I mentioned before, building that relationship. Because not only do you tell that person that you're taking a class with, um, with that you believe in them mm-hmm. and that you're investing in them, but I be, you believe in yourself and that you're going to invest in yourself. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're building a two-way of communication. Those ladies in, in Louisiana um, that I took, a, took the class with and I drove down down to Louisiana. Can we mention their names again? Yes. Yeah, okay. um, um, Sweet Southern Ladies. Sweet Southern Ladies. Sweet Southern Ladies. So if you're a cake artist and you're looking to build your, build your acumen from a design perspective yes. um, and also yes. business you, perspective. Yeah, because you can't go in being a novice with them, no. the things that they do. That's right. So you, you have to be have a little bit more experience before you reach out to them. But mm-hmm. it's not to say you can't start following them. Right. Watching what they're doing from right. afar. See where they are and talking to them. Right. They'll still talk to you and you can ask them. Pretty. They are the most. I mean, I met them when I started doing cakes maybe a, a couple of years after I was doing I met them in Texas at a, um, a cake convention okay and you know and they had just started two years prior but they were so advanced you would have never known that they were two years in be- but their eye and their creativity is so off the chain that you'd be like whoa you only been doing cakes two years but they're both um, ed- educators they were home economics teachers okay. so I guess they had that that flair um, and they sewed, so being, having that background in you know sewing and all of that. Okay. And, oh, uh, sewing. Yeah, they oh, sewed. Actual yep. sewing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, one worked for Waverly. They did a lot of things for Waverly and did dress design. So you know their minds think in a different way. So now you have to kind of kind of catch up with that. Right. Yeah. Okay. But they will talk to you about anything. Okay. And if when you took a class, then they would show you. Wow. Anything. Exactly how. 
exactly how right. to do it. And and they don't care. They didn't mind that, you know, like with their cakes, I would, everyone else would kind of do things a little different. I would copy their cake down to the T from the way the bird's beak was or, you know, to the way the feathers were. I very rarely did I do a variation of my own because I wanted to be able to take home something that looked exactly like right. theirs. And then when the bride came in, we would change the design up. Okay. But Sweet Southern Ladies, they um, are an awesome resource when it came to design and um, even, like I mentioned, um, just showing that emotional that emotional bond that you can develop with the bride. So, inspiration. Mm-hmm. How do you get inspired now versus like when you first got started? A lot of times when I, you know, when I first started taking pictures, I would, you know, follow the people that I, I absolutely love and adore, and mm-hmm. I would duplicate my work after them. Over time, I started to define to define my own style. What inspires you now? Because you have to come up with unique designs for each bride. There's none of your cakes that look the exact same. Like, Very few, right? How do you how do you get inspired now? What are some of the unique things that you do to to get inspired? I still go to a, a cake convention here and there. Okay. Um, so looking Instagram, at work. looking at definitely looking at others' work. Um, Instagram is probably because now you can see stuff from all. Pinterest is a little overwhelming. Okay. But Instagram definitely does inspire me. Even dresses, seeing different kind of wedding dresses, fabrics, all of that. It, just anything in the wedding industry that's new that comes out is very um, um, inspiring it's to inspiring. me. Yeah, wow. Even just going different places, but just getting to, to just getting the feel of something different versus sitting in your little your living room. Or or your, right, right, right. Dealing with. Uh, Let's switch over to business, okay. right? Let's go over, over to the the, uh, the, the the customer the customer relations side oh, of things, okay. right? <laughs> dealing with like either frustrated clients or dealing with someone who maybe not necessarily happy. Have you dealt with that in the past? And how have you been able to you know mitigate when someone maybe wasn't one hundred percent? Uh, happy with the experience or, or something like that because it's real it happens right? yeah, yeah so how, how have you been able to, to to deal with that I mean with that of course you start with an apology okay. and let them know that it is your intent was never to, to be malice or to, right I give an example of a wedding that I did this past summer mm-hmm. with two young men that were getting married and they chose a cake that's n- not my normal recipe okay and not knowing how that recipe would do I thought it would be fine okay but we did a three-tier cake okay. the bottom of that cake was like a hummingbird cake which has a lot of fruit in it okay. like bananas and uh, that was pineapple things like that like, like I mentioned before I am a technician okay. by trade not a baker believe it or not okay. that's not my background right I didn't actually go to culinary school. Right. So, though it held up, still being stilled, you know, on the table, mm-hmm. it didn't hold up the way we expected it to hold up when it was time to deliver. deliver. So the cake, as moist as it was, it split. So that bottom tier, we lost that bottom tier. We only had two tiers. Okay. And he felt that I did that on purpose because they were a gay couple. Wow. And that I intentionally destroyed their the wedding cake. Right, sure. And the cake wasn't destroyed. It, it was, was they had to lose a tear and, and I didn't deliver it. My assistant delivered it. Mm-hmm. And of course we got in touch with his planner and said, Hey, here's what's going on. And she went back in the kitchen to see what we could do to salvage it. Mm-hmm. And we could have stacked it back up, but it would have been leaning. Mm-hmm. So the, pre- the, the presentation wouldn't have been well. Mm-hmm. So we had to take it to a two tier cake. What I think what hurt me more is that he's, you know, he one said I did it 
intentional. Two, that um, he was going to destroy my business and my reputation. You know, he was very angry that he <laughs> that I would do this because they were um, a gay couple. Right. I couldn't respond right away. Mm-hmm. That cuss- I sh- actually shut down. It was the first time I ever shut down. And he used some very um, colorful language. Color- very colorful language in his email to me. My my goal was, of course, to t- call Monday, give him a refund because mm-hmm. because he started the email off as the cake was delicious. However. <laughs> He went in after that. He went in after that. And the coordinator let me know later on that he also went in on every single person. Vendor. Every vendor that was part of the wedding because it was not the wedding that he visualized. So that emo- he didn't have the, the so emotion. So you to bring up everybody. Yeah, he, just the, everything. You were Kate, part of this. Yeah, I was right. part of it, boy. Right. But, ooh, I think I, I felt like I got the, the brunt of it. When I finally could call him back because what he said was, I've never had anyone to verbally attack me mm-hmm. the way he attacked me in the in the email it it broke me down it broke me down where i just could not respond well you said when you make these cakes it's a part of you you're putting yes. you in it so it's, so when to tear down the cake to and then to this is beyond criticism yes it's, if you're yes. now attacking so now i'm curious how you handle it right <laughs> you know how did you salvage what could be salvaged if it's if it's salvageable okay. and how did you move past it how did you pick yourself back up and move forward because that'll like, that, that shut some people yes. down they don't want to do no yes, more cakes or I, they'll say I don't want to do more cakes for same sex weddings which is not, yes, not good I was almost there and right, I was like I'm saying? not dealing with the boys no <laughs> more girls only okay. <laughs> so how'd you handle it talk to me well I actually ended up being at the CEO conference in um, Maryland okay the next day, the morning I got it, I had to fly out to the to the conference. So to Tara Melvin's yeah, to Tara Melvin's conference. Okay. They were actually very kind, and they, you know, they they were very encouraging to let me know, hey, obviously you didn't do this on purpose because you know I was hurt, I was right. cut, I was cut to the white right. meat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he sent another email because of course he thought I was ignoring him and mm-hmm. didn't care. And when he sent the second email, by this time I was kind of, cool. you know, I had kind of calmed down. I realized, listen, this wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. It was was the type of cake it was. Sure. That cake wasn't strong enough to be a bottom tier. It needed to be like the second tier or the top tier. Yeah, right. And what I had for the second needed to be the bottom. the bottom. Right. So that, of course, that taught me a lesson. Sure. But when he sent the email, then I was able to respond to him. And when I responded, I said, hey, I'm responding to your first email. I'm not ignoring you. I couldn't handle it. I just could not respond after this, you know, the things that you said to me in this mm-hmm. email. I truly apologize. You know, I apologize, of course, to, you know, to let him know there was no way in the world that I did anything malicious. Um, although I'm one of Jehovah's Witnesses and how I feel about gay marriage or any type of marriage or whatever with my business, it's, separate. it's not in my business. Right. So when and I said, if I felt like if you when you came in here, if you felt that I had any malice intent or had any will to you, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have booked with me. Sure. Put in there that I treated you with the respect that I give every single person that walks in here because that's what you deserve. deserve. Absolutely. Every person that walks in here because that's how I want I want to be treated. Treated absolutely. And like what I mentioned, someone else said something. Um, asked me how why would I or how would I ha- how do I handle gay weddings? And I'm like. It's business. Sure. I don't. The people that come in here, they come in here with their kids, or I don't know if they're fornicators. Or, and most of Marcus, they come in here with the children. Right. That ain't none of my business because right. that's what they have in their home. Right. They can come in here. They can be mass murderers. That's right. I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> as long as they give me my money. Right. I'm and a happy I, and girl. I, de- and I deliver their product all as well. Thank you. All as well. So when he attacked me like that. I was kind of hurt. And right. then um, another vendor of mine who is gay, mm-hmm. she was like. 
I just can't believe somebody will say that about you. Right. Because if she called me and say, I'm stuck in Washington, D.C., can you come pick me up? Right. I'm on my way. You're on your way. Right. <laughs> well, they don't know you on that personal level. Right. right? So, but the, the point of the matter is, it's, you know. Oh, and I got off subject. No, no, no. Okay. It's fine. No, no, no. This is fine. So, the point of the matter is, your true character stood out because you did handle it, right? Yes. It took you a little bit of time because yes. you're a human being and all yes. of us are, right? Cut we, to the white meat. We, the higher you get in this business, I feel like the more of the more of you you put into your work mm-hmm. and so when, you know, it, it's tough to take criticism. It's even more when someone's attacking you. Yes. And so I, you know, I can appreciate that and I'm yes. sure the listeners will be able to listen to appreciate that as well and if you have an experience, at some point you will mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and that type of thing which leads me to my next question is, you know, how important is saying no when something's outside of your wheelhouse? Very important. Right. Very important. In hindsight, would you have possibly said no or you just would have approached this particular situation? I would have approached that. I would have just approached that situation different. Um, And I've made a hummingbird cake before, but Mm -hmm. I've only made it as a home style cake. I've never known it to and I've never had, you know, even when I transported it over to the thing. But I guess the weight of it. So now I just pay a little more careful attention. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, with with that um, customer, I offered him a partial refund since they did eat the cake. Okay. And they said they enjoyed they the, cake. the cake. It was right. delicious. Everyone loved it. Right. I did give him a partial refund. And he never cashed a check. I apologized to him. And he explained that he was having a really bad day, the things that he was going through. So he was, you know, going really pretty emotional as well. And he said, and when you didn't respond, I just it's, thought it's you just didn't added. care. Right. Yeah. And right. I said, and you're right. I should have responded. I said, but I just couldn't. And I truly made this situation worse by not, not responding. responding. And, of course, I learned that lesson that I need to respond quickly as soon as something happened even waiting even probably well I had to wait at least a Monday or Sunday or something because I couldn't call him that day but I didn't handle it completely properly because I didn't respond to him as fast as he needed to. But so he, they, they, you know what they say? They say that good news doesn't get better with time. No. So it's like when someone's already at, but we in Baltimore we would say at a thousand, meaning that you know they're emotionally at a thousand. And he was at a thousand. Um, <laughs> You know, hindsight's 50, 50, you know, 20, 20. You said you step back and said, maybe if I would just respond, listen, client, I received your message. Give me a day or two to be able to respond to this mm-hmm. properly. Then he was, he doesn't feel disrespected. He doesn't feel yeah. like, well, you know what I mean? Oh, that's he really what just I don't care, right? Yeah. So that's cool. That's awesome. But I was snot nose crying. He <laughs> 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 hurt my feelings. Right. Yeah, and I was, and I wanted to say, if you were trying to hurt my feelings, <laughs> you did. But no, I, I knew I couldn't. I had to acknowledge. I had to acknowledge his feelings as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the no question. How often do you say no these days? In comparison to you know when you first got started, because again there are people that you get, you attract clients from all over the country, over the world who want to, want your cakes, so your styles and that type of thing. But maybe, maybe necessarily don't have the budget for you, right? How often do you say? How often are you getting no? Or what do you have in place to help the filter? For me, mm-hmm. I send all of my brides through my website, and they mm-hmm. have to put all the information in there. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of that that questionnaire, it says my wedding start at X price. So I'm saying in so many words, if you know if you're looking for somebody for fifteen hundred to twenty five. Or even maybe even three or three thirty five hundred dollars, I may not be your photographer. Right. Right. I may not be the person that can mm-hmm. definitely shoot you. What are you putting in place and how often are you saying no? Well, we pretty much have that as well. We have our starting price. Okay. So if they sit there and they add that they have, you know, a hundred people and we're starting at seven seven dollars a serving and they got seven hundred dollars and then we got to deliver and they only have a five hundred dollar budget, they already know pretty much don't call me. And I do not discount. Okay. 
very if we may do a 10% something when I do a bridal show but I don't give any discount for military or this because Georgia Power doesn't give me a, mil- a discount for anything Not at all. so I gotta eat and right. this this is my only job this right. is the only job I have I don't have I don't get a check from someplace else nothing mm-hmm. like that so I gotta eat um, and I do have an assistant Angela that handles all of my calls okay. so she can kind of give them an idea of you know what their cake is gonna cost or you know what and, and we also encourage them to email over photos of some things that they're looking for. But when they come in for a consultation, we do charge a consultation fee and just charging I'm that glad cons- you, I'm glad you said that. Okay. <laughs> okay, and when did you start charging that consultation? Was it something early on or was it you know, after you had gotten pretty established and were people spending all this time putting together all these quotes and all of a sudden and they, and they still say no? When, the, when did you start doing that? We probably started doing the consultation fee about six months ago, six to eight months ago. Okay. Um, and it was because we were doing a lot of tastings and we also found that we had other cake people coming in. Really? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, secret shopping us or whatever. But they would come in, and they would pretend like they're getting married, and they do, you know, to start That's doing this taste. It, exactly, because I have to shut down my, I have to shut down with it. You know, if I don't have anyone working with me that day, mm-hmm. then I have to shut everything down and come over here and do the consultation. And, and, and I have, and the hour before, that's when we start prepping for everything. Right. Okay. So when you come out here, you know, just really, just because you just want to eat some cake. Hey, right. That wastes you're, you're my time. You're taking away. So we start charging the 25 dollar consultation fee which will probably go up on and you get it back if you book you right, get it back right. if you don't nope. thank you for your time but we had to start charging it to kind of weed out so I don't do as many as sure. I used to now it's not a waste of my time 90% the people go ahead on and book and yeah. we started added another piece where we do proposals because you get a price before you leave okay. so you know exactly how much you're going to have to pay before you leave here so you have that's why we, when, we, when they do we said yes to the cake mm-hmm. that's because they were here they did the consultation that day and they said Let's go ahead and lock this in. Okay. When they, they go home, right. and they, they change their you mind. can't come back here later on and get no picture. You ain't get no picture. You get your picture when, you, when you're here. Because okay. you, that means you, you was with me. Right. You ain't with me. You got to right. go think about you it. You got buyer's remorse. You're done. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay. So we're wrapping this thing up. I'm, I got a couple more questions. And, you know, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. You, have, you said you have a husband. Yeah. Children? Thing. No children. No children. Okay. I haven't it's, figured that work-life work life balance thing out yet. Is it even possible? They say it is. Right. I haven't seen a person that could do it. But you definitely have to have a strong mate. Talk to me. That is very supportive when, with with the wedding industry because everybody gets married on the weekends. Yes. So you don't really have a weekend life. And the majority of the time, you're preparing that, that preparing whatever you have to deliver on that weekend during the week. Right. So it's some long hours and long time. So you, 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 like this year I said, I have to start making time where at least my husband and I go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to go back to Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> the food was phenomenal. Yes, it, it was. Even, a, even the shack on the beach. Oh my goodness. That, that I don't know, was a bluefish? Bluefish. That, that, oh. that shark and all type of fish they were just serving directly right there yeah. on the beach. It was nuts. With some soda sandwich and a beer. It was delicious. It was yeah. fine. Just like that. <laughs> Yeah, life was good. Yeah, but... And so we didn't, I didn't tell the people the behind the scenes actually how we met. We we both were a part of an affiliate group, and these are some of the top professionals around the country. Uh-huh. And so we they had a, a retreat, and we both were there. And I think the last night, we danced at the uh, the, at at the, park, the gala. At the yep. gala. You taught me some dance moves. We, we worked it out. Everything was cool. And uh, not <laughs> a lot of rum. Before. Yeah, a lot of rum. Like two years Straight later... rum. I brought a whole bunch of rum home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the TSA guy was like, ma'am... And I said, what we got to do? <laughs> I, I can't leave without my rum. <laughs> I had nine bottles of liquor. 
said, ma'am, ma'am, okay. ma'am, I'm still pulling out liquor. I'm like, well, how are we going to get it back? What right. we need to do? You got to work this out. <laughs> Other people was throwing their liquor away. I'm like, I ain't throwing nothing, nothing away. Make, y'all need to make this I'm work. taking all, the, all this white this white Hennessy, everything, rum coming with me. <laughs> I got the silver down there. <laughs> so I'm going to wrap up the interview. I got so many questions I could ask Lamika. I'm going to ask you this. So looking back, if you had to give the Lamika of 10 years ago, five years ago, Ooh. if you had to give her advice, if you could only give her one piece of advice, mm-hmm. what would be the advice you would tell her? I don't know. Who would I tell me? Get some sleep, girl. <laughs> Get some sleep? <laughs> Get some rest? Yeah, because you need the rest. Because we work ourselves like dogs. Okay. Because it's our business and our reputation. So, yeah, get a little bit more rest. Say no. I, you know what? Say no a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Say more a little bit. Have you more. found Have you found that by not saying no, that you find yourself doing a lot of things that are outside of your wheelhouse? Yes. That you sh- that you shouldn't be doing. You're doing it because out of the kindness of your heart, but it kind of to take it takes away from the things that you should be doing. And you don't like it, right? Yeah. Oh um, this past weekend with my date with cake, mm-hmm. I took a order that I knew I shouldn't have took it. Last minute order that I shouldn't have taken. It was for a 50th birthday party. I don't like birthday parties. Oh, okay. But I took it, and the the coordinator never sent over the design board, so I had to kind of like come up with something by myself. And it was that Art Deco, okay. and I don't like Art Deco, Deco because it's just it's so much going on with it. Mm-hmm. I can never pinpoint what you know. It was so much, and that Saturday morning that the cake is due, I'm still everything is done except that, and I could not get it. it and it got to the point I just I wanted to call her and say. Let me give you this money back because I can't. But I can't do that. Mm -hmm. She ended up taking a a dummy cake from here and taking the two cakes that I did already make because she wanted it. It kept changing. That was the biggest issue. It kept the the job kept changing once she paid in full. And instead of saying no, when it changed. I didn't say no because I know her very well. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be able to be there for her. And I have to remember, and a hairdresser, my old hairdresser told me, and a bride, she was a bride as well. She said, Lamika, you have to remember the clients, they want what they want. And they will work you as long as you keep saying yes, yes. and not thinking about yourself, they will continue to, to do it. So sometimes you no. have to say no so you can have some peace. Well, that's a phenomenal way to write to, to wrap this thing up. Um, guys, if you haven't gotten a chance to do so, please go on to Instagram and Facebook. Follow Cakes by Lamika. Cakes by Lamika. Uh, you know, leave us a quick comment at the end if you absolutely love this. Can people ask you questions? Of Can course. they email you and ask you questions? Email is better. Okay. Um, trying to talk to me over Instagram is not good. It's not a good look. Right. No. I learned that the hard way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So don't send her an inbox via social media. Send her an email. And um, when you send her an email, just, you know, reference, you know, the wedding safari and that type of thing. Wedding and um Again, we're excited about having this opportunity to to interview Miss Lamika. Guys, if you have if you're ever in the Atlanta area, please come in, come and visit the uh, the showroom if, if if she's open to allowing you to do so. And um, call first. Yes, call before you come. <laughs> and uh, her assistant will make sure you get make sure you get all sorted out and that type of thing. And um, we're excited, guys. So this is the wrap up. If you haven't if you have a chance to go do so, go over to the Wedding Safari page on Facebook and like the page. We're excited to get this thing up before uh, the end of the month. Okay. So anyway, Milton Lawrence here signing off. Miss Lamika. Thank from you. Kicks by Lamika. And um, we're gone. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Wedding Safari Podcast. Safarians, we would love to shout you out on the next episode. All you have to do is leave us a review inside of the iTunes platform, and we will be sure to shout you out on the next episode. Be sure to leave your full name, city, and state, and your profession. Lastly, if you have any how-to questions about business, the wedding industry, branding, marketing, or systems, simply leave your question in the comments below, and we'll be sure to answer your question again on the next episode. Thanks again for listening. My name is Milton Lawrence. Stay blessed.